Forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dietrich Davis, and I am the host of Wrestlers with Experience. And my co-host is Mark Morrell of Wrestlers with Experience. As he would say, Dark Side's favorite podcast. As he coined the phrase of the greatest tag team in the universe. I forget the term right now, but I'm a little bit frustrated with professional wrestling. And, I've, uh, and I apologize for not putting my voice down on this mic for the last few weeks. I've been getting some very large projects off the ground. And when people begin to start putting their money on the table, I have to begin to focus up. But as I begin to travel, I will be making sure that I carry equipment with me and recording podcasts consistently once again to go up alongside my tag team partner in this realm of professional wrestling podcasting, Mark Morrell. I want to start off by saying this. There is a lot of comfortable, delusional people reporting and talking and opening their mouths about professional wrestling who has no understanding. A lot of you have been in this business upwards of 20 years and 15 years and 10 years and you have been a part of the wrestling scene and you still have not figured it out. A lot of you never even took in your talent to the big scale because either you didn't have the confidence to do so or you just was more comfortable sitting on your couch, armchair booking, wrestling, because you think this is how this is supposed to work. Now, what I what I'm saying may sound hateful, and I'm going to take my time today as I cover all of the topics that I want to cover. But there's a very serious tone to my voice because I've come to the realization of less you've worked and re- really worked and made money in any form of media, then you will not understand it. See the Uncle Dave's who says they got to get Charlotte to 17 wins so she got to drop this, that, and the other. Or the Tony Khans who is sitting up there saying we don't need a performance center. Let me start with Tony Khan. You know, I read that headline. We don't need a performance center. Have you watched your own show? I think you do. Or is it the Nightmare Academy? And because it's an academy, you don't call it a performance center. Pardon me if there's no cynicalness or laughter in my voice. I take this business very seriously. But see, I don't take serious what's actually on the screen. See, the storylines and that, that's for the fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of none of you. I was raised not to be a fan. I'm not a fanatic about this shit. I am a supporter of it, but I am not a fanatic. I'm not a fan of anyone or anything. (sighs) Fuck a fanatic. So I sit back and I look at that headline. 
And I sit back and I realize that Tony Khan is what happens when a fan gets money that he doesn't have to be responsible for. And that's what his daddy gave him. A hundred million dollars and a, and a go get him boy. You know, in a generation where he can do no wrong. AEW lasts for a very long time. But there will come to a point where television networks are going to say, we don't need content to compete for ratings. And television networks are starting to learn that ratings mean nothing when streaming counts for everything. The music industry has adapted. Netflix has adapted. Amazon has adapted. But celestial television has not. Oh, WWE has adapted. Though they still use celestial television. I say all this to say that you need businessmen to run a business, not a fan. You put a fan in charge and you get AEW. Now, I'm not going to knock everything AEW. It, uh, it is creating jobs and opportunity in a very small and niche market. But like IWGP, you really don't make any money. And this is not me being a mark for uh, WWE. Don't get it twisted. Fuck them, too. But there, there has to become a point if you are going to judge and expose the business, but run the business, you are doing a disservice, Mr. Tony Khan. This industry was not made for people for it to be exposed. It is a simulation of a real fight. It is a simulation of a theory of what happens if this character goes up against this character. It is fake. People hate that term wrestling. Wrestling is fake. You cannot fake landing on your back. You cannot fake breaking an injury. But even actors like Tom Cruise and them hurt themselves. It is fake. So you dare call out a company but don't realize what you're calling another company out so they can give the fans and supporters and lovers of professional wrestling, wrestling a high quality co uh, content, at least when they're in the ring, whether the storylines are good or not. You're going to poke fun at WWE for that? How pathetic of you. Let me teach you how history repeats itself. That is a Warner company your television program is on there, sir. That Warner company is owned by AT&T, dear sir. And please don't get it twisted. They will eventually get tired of the AEW product. And you will be shopping for a new home. You got five years on that network. Don't be shocked if you start floating around like Impact slash TNA used to. Now, if some of you don't get what the first seven minutes of this show meant or what I'm saying, it's not for you. But it is for a certain type of listener and dirt sheet and person who thinks they truly know this business, 
but they never bust a grape in a fruit fight. You're sitting at home with your dry dicks and your dry twats and you have this theory of what professional wrestling should be. And then after reading that comment, I saw a match that made me realize (laughs) people really don't want wrestling no more. They just want to see acts of violent retribution. They don't want to see a craft fine tune. They just want to see blood and someone get hit over the head. Go watch UFC if you want that. And today I had watched Lance Archer versus John Moxley for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. And I realize that doesn't move the needle. It won't pump a rating. And they had this shitty hardcore match. No one's selling nothing. Anyone who says that match is good, you're part of the delusional bunch. And you might need to sit back and realize what you're looking at. And people are cheering and they're like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Did you see what they did? He put two chairs together, dumped them on his back. Yeah, did you realize he violated, that man was willing to cripple himself because he wants to be celebrated by people who will eventually forget him? They did not give you no art in this. They did not tell you no story. All they said was, we're going to use everything and the kitchen sink to beat each other up because we can't get over on our wrestling skills alone. Two failed pieces of talent in WWE. You know, you can blame WWE up to a point, but it's up to that talent to show that what they were. And John Moxley comes from that shitty CZW wrestling format where blood counts as a finishing move, where blood is a wrist lock. We're hitting someone over the head with a lead pipe is considered a suplex. And this is why fans can't get into good wrestling if they're seeing it on WWE or New Japan or anywhere else because we have been so exposed or the fan has been so exposed to so much gimmick bullshit. Let me not use Hollywood terms that wrestlers like to call wrestling talk. Let me use real life relatable terms. You want to use every element But what is in the title? You are called All Elite Wrestling. What I want to see is the best wrestling in the world, no matter whose company it is. And Lance Archer proved why he needed to be cut by the WWE. And John Moxley proved why he needed to leave the WWE. And what we have, AEW is, is 10% people from the internet scene, which is good, and 90% WWE. And that's a little bit disturbing, don't you think? It's a little bit frustrating, don't you think? They're not even building original talent. Everybody who's there was marketed, promoted, and designed by WWE. 
the millions that they pumped into them while they were down in the performance center, center while they were down in FCW, while they were training over and over rigorously is 100% what Tony Khan is benefiting from. See, you guys are no different than WCW. You only built one star and his name was Goldberg. And AEW's issue is that they only built one star so far and his name is Darby fucking Allen. Wins and losses, we try to make them count. How can you make them count if you don't have any real elements to it? It's a controlled finish, nothing counts. Now, even my own podcast partner may see, say this is a little bit too rough of what I'm saying, but no one's saying it. No one looks at it. And you get guys like me, guys who actually play with the money people and do business with money people who actually look at something and say, this is what's going to happen. And then it does happen. You guys look at us like we're the wrong ones. Like we don't know what we're talking about. And then we become 100% accurate. This Monday, this Sunday was a pay-per-view. And I'm just going to do this all in one shot because I don't want to do 50 episodes. This Sunday, we had the Money in the Bank pay-per-view by WWE on the Peacock Network. And it's so ironic that everyone that they fired who would have filled up 80% of the pay-per-view were gone, right? Obviously, 90, 80% of the people fired who would fill up the pay-per-view were not there. And they have a show that was so on point with the exception of one match, it proved that all of those people needed to be fired. Take the storyline writing out the way. If you just saw every match for match for match, you will realize, shit, that's great wrestling. Shit, that is great fucking work. Everything fired at all cylinders. And you're not always going to get 100% on a test, but goddamn, a 95 was a great fucking, a 95 rating is a great fucking answer <laughs> WWE gave us. And it showed us, yes, we had to let go some dead weight to give you this on Sunday. And Monday Night Raw was a very solid show for three hours of wrestling because they got rid of the people who didn't need to be there. And NXT is always a solid show. Though they need more long-term storylines, it is a solid show. And what we have, and then and, and the, the, the pinnacle of the night was Charlotte Flair winning the title for the 14th time. And the fans were cheering for her, which means the hate 
that is about Charlotte is from you fuckboys reading articles and instead of having your own opinion, you're letting armchair quarterbacks, armchair bookers change your opinion. And then again, they are creating more armchair bookers. So 99% of you don't even have your own opinion of the match that you saw. Because you cannot, you are not capable of, of reading something and not making it yours because everyone wants to be able to say, I did this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing wrong with Charlotte Flair. If anything, Charlotte Pitt Flair put people over 14 fucking times to establish them. Not like Dave Meltzer said, they're trying to get her to 17. How is that the narrative? Charlotte Flair trains with her husband, damn near from what I understand, four or five days a week. And then you wonder why, a former gymnast, and then you wonder why she's one of the best female wrestlers in the company. At the end of the day, true talent is celebrated. And force feeding talent is not going to work. And AEW is not properly curating their hires. And they're not making a return of investment except for a few t-shirts. Oh, you made t-shirts off of Jericho built on a WCW and WWE system. You made, you made money off of um, Sting built, but built off of a WCW system, continued on a TNA system, springboarded in his later years on a WWE system. Oh, you benefited from everyone else's work. At least WWE can say we built every talent we fucking got. And you guys honestly think Daniel Bryan is going to make a fucking difference. You people are saying he signed to AEW. At this moment in time, they're saying there's talks of him signing. But people want to create headlines and create clicks and create uh, oh, we got this and we got that. And they're willing to lie and say he signed with them. When in reality, all he did was probably have a conversation and might have said yes, but there's no contract that anyone can put their hands on just yet. But every YouTuber, every podcaster, everybody on Twitter, A.E. Daniel Bryan, oh, Bryan Danielson is all, is all elite. Such as such as this, such as such as that. For all you know, Daniel Bryan could have woke up and read that himself and go, where did that come from? So when you can't get dirty information from angry wrestlers, you guys begin to make shit up. This is destroying the fandom, which I'm not a fan, but we need the fandom. All of this destroys the fandom. These fans are so psychopathic, or these people are so foolish that when Tony Khan says we don't have a performance center, now all of a sudden WWE is wrong for having a performance center? How the fuck you think people are supposed to come and learn how to wrestle? There's a lot of wrestling federations all over the United States. The indies never died. Stop that shit. They just became 
they just became federations that put themselves on public access and on the internet. The, the indie market never died. You can never stop someone from saying, I'm going to create this. I had a conversation with my uh, co-host on the phone one time. We speak all the time. We would talk of wrestling. He goes, so what does that do for other federations? And I said to him, Mark, it's simple. Someone just wakes up and says, I want to start a federation. And a federation is created. But you know what there's not enough of? Even though there's, th there's thousands of wrestling companies around the United States that are on the independent scene, no one's creating wrestling schools. So we're going to punish and laugh at WWE for having a performance center and saying he wants his people to train. This man is a publicly traded company. He answers to more, more than one devil. He wants his product to be valuable. And we're going to laugh that they got a performance center. And we, are, we actually think that Daniel Bryan is going to move the fucking needle. Daniel Bryan is not going to move the needle in AEW if, allegedly, if he signed with AEW. You know how we know? Daniel Bryan didn't move the needle in WWE. Daniel Bryan didn't move the needle in ROH. Excuse me, Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon. I'm not knocking his skill. One of the best wrestlers of this generation. Definitely in the top 20 conversation. But you guys want to say Charlotte gets all the opportunity. How about Charlotte puts in the most fucking work? And how many women have been champion in between Charlotte's reigns? And why is it that Charlotte reigns are the only ones that make sense? It took Sasha damn near five times to get her final reign correct. It took Roman Reigns almost five championships to get it right. So I say this to say, we can sit here, this podcast might seem like it's a little bit aggressive, but I have to speak the truth to you guys sometimes because you're not willing to accept the truth. And as, as I've always read, it's easier for you to believe a lie than to accept the truth. And unfortunately, in the world of professional wrestling fans that we live in today, they are more comfortable with accepting the lie than actually dealing with the truth. I'm not going to beat your ears off no more. Congratulations to Ash for winning the WWE Women's Championship. That was the right call. Roman Reigns being champion is the right call. This, that, and the other being right call. And I'm going to say congratulations to Lance Archer to becoming the IWGP heavyweight, uh, uh, United States heavyweight champion. But that was a horrible match, and that should have been decided over wrestling, not some bullshit hardcore match. That wouldn't have took place in New Japan. John Moxley should be ashamed of himself for representing a company like that. My name is Dietrich Davis. I thank you for listening to this podcast, Wrestlers with Experience. And next time I come back, I'll make sure to be moving more on a lighter foot. But it's time to put our foot down on the bullshit that's going down. We're tired of hearing people like Tony Khan 
taking shots at other companies. Motherfucker, you try to have an explosion and couldn't do that shit off. I could have did that with $20 worth of fireworks and gave you a bigger explosion in sound. Gilberg Sparklers, when he came out to the ring monkey for the Goldberg, had more had more strategic and financial ability. $100,000 for one spot, and you couldn't even get that right. But you're upset at WWE for having a performance center. Right on. You're mad that they said the best women in the world either are in WWE and want to be with WWE. They're fucking right. Did you see your female roster? Triz Nash, Gabbage. Yeah, they got the best female fucking roster in the world. Show me where they're at. Where, show me where that many women are sitting in the same place that are of that caliber. I, I'll wait. Oh, I've been following professional wrestling for years. On this show, I even proved to my co-host Mark Morell how much of female wrestling a lot of people don't know of. And even he sat here, which is ironically one of the video shows that we have, actually in shock. And he he was honest, he was completely unaware. But there's a lot of people out there who still don't like women's professional wrestling, but wanna talk shit about it. Who know nothing about it, but wanna talk shit about it. I actually heard someone say, oh, Bertha Faye, uh, 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 Nia Jax need to go learn some moves from Bertha Faye. Bertha Faye was a horrible fucking wrestler and was two moves in. She was a fat, sloppy bitch who moved around. Stop it. Nia Jax can actually wrestle. The problem is she just needs to learn to slow it down and be aware of her surroundings and not put too much aggression into everything. But that happens when you only got seven minutes to prove a point. Most actors in a movie scene only gets one minute of performance to win an Oscar. Imagine having one minute in a performance to win an Oscar. Think about that movie where uh, Jack Nicholson says, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Time how long that scene is. It's a five-minute scene. But it takes about one minute and 12 seconds to give you an Oscar award-winning performance. Wrestling is very much the same. You may only have seven minutes. You may have 30 minutes. But it takes one minute to make a difference in a performance. And that's what needs to be taught in the world of professional wrestling. With that said, I'm out. Thank you for listening to Wrestlers With Experience. Thank you. If you felt insulted on this episode, I do not apologize. Wake up. I'll catch you on the next episode.